Welcome back to Nerd is New Cool. What's going on, John? How's it going, man? Doing... Just saw you yesterday, so I know you're doing all right. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm sure you're doing all right as well. Um, I So let us tell you a little bit about this food episode that we chose. We kind of were thinking Thanksgiving themed, right? Yeah. But when it came down to it, every movie, like there are really no Thanksgiving movies that are like strictly about Thanksgiving. Right, like not like a Christmas genre, but yeah, there there are movies that movies that take place around Thanksgiving that we were we were discussing, but nothing really that center centers around the actual like holiday and the meal and whatever. Like we could have done like what we say like Scent of a Woman because that's kind of around Thanksgiving break. Adam's Family Values is with the end scene, which is hilarious, kind of about Thanksgiving, but none of those movies are really about Thanksgiving. Yeah, even Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which right. is around the holiday again but it's not about thanksgiving but we Mm -hmm. wanted to stick to the the food idea right we we pivoted to food because there's plenty of movies kind of about food whether it's you know the food itself or the industry or anything like that so i I think this i think we did a pretty good job yeah and so in picking it somehow of course we both landed on two movies that are essentially about the restaurant industry for the most part and so we are doing Waiting and Chef. Two very different movies. I was going to say, so this is going to be an interesting comparison because, yes, one is definitely, I mean, one's a drama with comedy. One's a comedy. I mean, there's really no drama. There are some like deeper thoughts in this film, but but there's it's not a dramatic film by any stretch of the imagination. No, it's not. No, the, yeah, there's some, there's a couple serious themes, Yeah, but it's all, it's a comedy and it's. It's great. So let's get to it. All right. Waiting. Summary. This is according to IMDb. Young employees at Shenanigans Restaurant collectively stave off boredom and adulthood with their antics. I almost feel like that's too like it's too much. There's too much detail there. It's just be employees at a restaurant do restaurant things. <laughs> or like, you know, young employees at Shenanigans with their antics done because it's not really staving like boredom and adulthood Eh, okay not not really yeah they're just they're doing restaurant things making me a little little deeper than it actually is it debuted october 7th 2005 and the tagline for it is what happens in the kitchen ends up on the plate (laughs) Eh, i guess that's all right uh the movie i chose is chef and the IMDb summary is a head chef quits his restaurant job and buys a food truck in an effort to reclaim his creative promise while piecing together his estranged family. I think that's pretty accurate. That is pretty spot on. Uh, it debuted May 30th, 2014, and the tagline is, is starting from scratch, never tasted so good. On to the categories. So first off, we do the rankings. So waiting had a Rotten Tomatoes of 30%. That's the, the tomato meter. Not that this all matters, but it's interesting. And a 75% audience score. That is a significant jump. And I can totally see that because, yeah, from a, from a, you know, a critic is not going to like this movie, but no. people like me and you are going to love it. It's crude. It's obnoxious. There are a bunch of ridiculous things going on. It's like over the top. It's hilarious. And that's what the audience likes it. I guarantee you all these critics have never actually ever worked in a restaurant. Or if they have, it's been so long. Like, we never did those kind of things. Okay, sure you didn't. But most people watching this movie are like, yeah, that's what you, that's what happens. Yep, that happens. Yep. That, and I've never, I've never worked in a restaurant, but I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> your family owns a restaurant and I've, you know, helped with that. And I know I, I'm close to plenty of people that have been in the industry. So I've kind of, kind of had a de facto kind of, you're not naive. Like I'm, I'm, I'm living, I'm, I've almost like had my restaurant business experience through you guys. Right. And you're also not naive enough to like stick your, stick your, your nose up in the air, say, Oh my God, well, how low brow? Uh, no, absolutely right. not. IMDB gave it a 6.8. So chef, the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter, 87% and an 85% audience score. Yeah. I mean, and I could see that because this is a little like, this is a more serious movie. It's got, yeah. you know, you know, real emotion and an actual theme and kind of a, you know, a, a catharsis at the end almost. So like it, 
I, I can totally see that. The IMDb score seven point three. So the IMDb so, on these are pretty close, and I would I would expect that because I think that's more fan based than anything. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got to give it to Chef. They win yeah. the rankings. So for writing and director, they're actually the same person, but yes. we should well we did break it down different categories because they did write and direct different things. I think we're still going to have the same winner, but let's talk I think about we, it real I think, quick. I think we will too, but we could still talk about it. All right. So for waiting, the writer is Rob McKittrick, and he wrote "Still Waiting" and also "Tag," which I I I like "Tag." I like "Tag." "Tag's" a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, don't a funny a, I don't know if it's a great movie, but it is. Well, it was. It's very it was. Enter- it's entertaining, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chef, written by John Favreau, who also stars, uh, and he wrote "Swingers." Couples Retreat, Made, and The Mandalorian, among I mean, other you, things. I mean, you just, if you just say Swingers, he wins. Right. The, the other ones are great too, and of course, Mandalorian is fantastic. So we got it. We got it. I had to put Couples tr- Retreat in because Jordan really likes that movie. Okay. So I had right. to. I had to make sure I mentioned that one. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad as everyone says it is. No. I mean, you put Vince Vaughn and John Favreau on a screen together, the the movie's going to be decent. Yes, if you absolutely. Like, if you like their dynamic. Honestly, you could just say The Mandalorian and he'd probably win. He'd probably win that one too. Okay, all right. So, Chef has it. For director, yeah. same director, Rob McKittrick. He's also directed <laughs> John Davis Gets a Sex Robot, which is a TV miniseries. That's all, that's all I could really find. Well, I wonder what network that aired on. I'm curious. I'm not really sure. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. Uh, John Favreau, well, yeah. Uh, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Elf, Jungle Book, the live action one, Lion King, and yeah, a few other things as well. Yeah. So I could say Iron, I could say Iron Man and he wins. So I think we got to give it to. Got to give it to John. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, so far, Chef's cleaning up. All right. Main characters. Here's where it might get a little bit. More the characters con- are when it gets this is when it'll get interesting a little yep. more contentious here all right so best main characters waiting got ryan reynolds he plays monty justin long plays dean and for chef we've obviously got john favreau who plays chef carl casper john liguizamo as martin and i put mj anthony as percy because he is he might be a supporting character but i kind of put him as a main because he's a central focus of the film and for That's those who don't know he was in Jungle Book and Bad Moms. I think Fabro and Leguizamo, everybody understands who they are, but MJ yeah, Anthony, a little more obscure. Yeah, that's the kid, by the way. That's the kid, yes. <laughs> All right, so listen, this is really tough because I think John Favreau has probably had more influence as far as like certain genres of film, but I don't not, I'm not sure I'm putting that for his, his acting prowess. I think it's more about writing and directing, quite frankly true no I, I agree and like because if you if you look at these people from their whole like their whole career Fabro might take it over ryan reynolds but when you take it just acting i think you've got to give it to i think ryan reynolds has significantly more star power than anybody on that list from an acting perspective yeah i mean i think if we're ranking these actors it's ryan reynolds is number one john Favreau is number two I'd say Leguizamo is number yeah. three, and then Justin Long Probably. is four. Yep. Right? I don't know. I, I got to give it to waiting on this one I'm just because you. of Reynolds. I wanted you to say it. I didn't want to be the one that says it, but I, but, <laughs> but, but I, but I, I agree. Waiting. Waiting is the best main characters, I think. But listen, this is going to be hard because there's so many other characters in both these films. We were both going through this. It's crazy. Well, and there's more, and there's more, and like waiting is much more of an ensemble cast. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's about a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Chef is a food truck, so it's a little smaller, but yeah. So there's there's a lot more secondary characters in waiting. So you, I'll let you let you get into that. All right. So yeah. So, so waiting secondary characters. We've got David Ketchner who plays Dan, and he's the he's the manager. But you, you know him probably from Anchorman. He's also in the office. Luis Guzman plays Radimus, who I freaking love Luis Guzman. Oh, he's awesome. He, he's so funny even when he's not trying to be funny, like in Count of Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. I love that movie. Yeah. And then Boogie Nights is just I mean, yeah. Anyway. Uh I don't know if this is pronounced Kai or Chi, McBride. I don't know either. 
I will go with either. He plays Bishop, and he's like the sage, the sage, the dishwashing sage, the the sage dishwasher. (laughs) Yeah, and he and he's in the terminal. I know him best from Gone in sixty seconds, and he's also the captain in I Robot. Mm -hmm. John Francis Daly plays Mitch. Now this guy has a really unique IMDb, and I would check it out if you have a chance. He's an actor in Bones, but he also wrote Spider Man Homecoming, and he directed Game Night. Like, oh, he's like all over the place. He is all over the place because you got, I mean, obviously Spider-Man, that's, you know, MCU, but then Game Night, a, a comedy. Yeah. You know, a Jason Game Bateman. Night that went completely wrong. Yeah. Right. Did you see that one? I have seen it. Yeah. It's pretty Okay. Me too. Did you like it? I liked it. Yeah. I, I, I It's not one of those that you kind of watch over and over again. Right. But I saw it once and I enjoyed it. I mean, Jason Bateman. You know, Jason. Yeah, Jason. I, I have a main crush on Jason Bateman because he's uh, yeah. very good. I'll see a lot of stuff that he's in. So there's still a lot more. Like, so all right. So let me just rattle these off pretty quick. Caitlin Doubleday plays Amy, and and she she's in Accepted. That's like her other big role. Mm-hmm. Anna Ferris. We know Anna Ferris as Serena. What do you know Anna Ferris from? Which what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Anna Ferris? Scary movie. All right, that's the that's the correct answer. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Rob Benedict plays Calvin, who's from the Supernatural, or not the Supernatural, Supernatural. Alana Ubach plays Naomi. Oh yeah. And you may know her on screen from Legally Blonde, but she's also in Coco. She voices some characters in, or a character in Coco. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah. Coco. Oh, that oh, is. oh, come on, man. That's like one of the best pixar films that's come out in the last i mean it's one of the best ones period yep that's what i've heard i just i don't know i just don't have a reason to watch it man i haven't seen i haven't seen moana either i mean yeah all right okay i'm probably probably gonna get a lot of shit for that you should i'll put it out there (laughs) all right (laughs) vanessa lenges plays natasha she's in glee max cash plays t-dog andy milanakis plays nick and they're both like random like Max was in t- was in Holes. Annie Milanakis is in a bunch of random sketch shows. Also was on Kimmy Schimmel. Or, what did I just say? Kimmy Schimmel? Kimmy Schimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> and finally, Dane Cook plays Floyd. He does a great job in this movie. Yeah, he does. Like Chuck, he's also in an Employee of the Month and Dan Real Life. This might have been his first one. Yeah. Like after he made a big as he made a big as a stand-up comic. And I think that's this might have been his first it's pretty venture close. into feature film. Yeah, and Employee of the Month is pretty close after that. Like this, he was okay. popular in this, and then that they're like, let's put him in a feature. That's yeah, because he was the main character in Employee of the Month. Yeah. Yep. So, lots of people. Chef, not as many people, but still some some star power. So we've got Bobby Cannavale, or is it Cannavale? Cannavale. I always I always say Cannavale. Cannavale, because he's Italian. So he's I'll Italian, say Cannavale yeah. as Tony. And he was in the Stacey Agent. He was also in both Ant Mans. He was the bad guy in Jumanji, and he was in um, Boardwalk Empire too. Mm-hmm. Which that's when I first saw him. He's Scarlet. also in, he's also in a show called Mr. Robot. He's in a he's in some he's movies. in a lot of shows. I was I was doing. I mean, I could have kept going on what he was in, but like, yeah, he's been in. He was on Will and Grace. He was on like twenty episodes of Will and Grace too. Mrs. Hildebrand has a giant crush on him, and I kind of do too. I like him. I think he's great. Scarlett Johansson as Molly. It's Scarlett Johansson. She was, you know, Black Widow in the Avengers, Lost in Translation, her. Uh, Sofia Vergara as Inez, and she's in Modern you know, Modern Family is what she's basically known for. She was also in Hot Pursuit. And then Oliver Platt as Ramsey Michelle, who was in Lake Placid, The Three Musketeers, and 2012. Basically, three musketeers is, is how you. Know. That's that's what I know him from. Oh, and I remember him from twenty twelve, but it was it was three musketeers. Yeah. So here, Chris so O'Donnell, here's, that one. They've done here's a million. Kind of, here's of kind of the argument with these two is that I think that waiting has a. I mean, this is a lot of secondary characters, and it is just a cr- pretty awesome ensemble, mm-hmm. and it's pretty amazing how they all pretty much share. I mean, I haven't rewatched it. I just watched it last night. The no one steals screen time from one another. Like it is a true ensemble, it really is. Where Chef though is, it's basically about John Favreau, his kid, and then Leguizamo tagging in there, and then the and then these, but these guys are are some pretty you know hard hitting actor and actresses. 
Yeah. And they kind of they have significant roles, like especially, you know, um, Bobby and Scarlett are kind of more prevalent in the beginning and not so much at the end because they were, you know, they worked with him in the restaurant and like Sophia Vergara is his ex-wife. So she's kind of sprinkled in here and Oliver Platt again at the beginning and then at the end and been nothing really in the middle at all. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's not to say that this is like an argument of like quality over quantity because you still have a lot of quality and waiting, but what do you think? I think we got a good chef. I think that chef just i was gonna go the other way were you really gonna go with waiting okay i was gonna go with waiting just because i mean you look at yeah some of the names on the list are kind of meh but you look at some of the other names and just a lot of the people like i mean maybe we maybe this is a tie who knows yeah i think that if you're thinking ensemble the secondary like for waiting is great if you're if you're wanting like star power i think you go with chef i think star power is definitely I mean, just with those four people, I think Star Power is definitely Chef. Although you can make an argument for like, you know, maybe Anna Ferris and David Ketchner is certainly, you know, up there. But Luis Guzman has always been kind of a a secondary character. I can't think of anything he's been the lead in. I think it's hard to do because we're living in 2020 now. And if we were living in 2005 or even 2010, I waiting, think waiting, takes waiting wins this easily. But easily. I, think, I think now you know with 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 modern family with, with avengers all, with all the with, mcu stuff yep you know so let's let's call it a tie but at we'll the same time i think we have reasons for each other one to the other one to win i agree each one to win all right deep cut characters waiting we've got emmanuel shriek shrieky what her her you shrieky is how you pronounce her shrieky. okay all right sorry as tyla one of the bartenders and and i best know her from entourage Yes. JD Evermore plays one of the rednecks. Now that's actually his name on the on the on the credits. Redneck. <laughs> yeah. You never know his name. Because he is a redneck and he's from Dallas Flyers Club as well as Twelve Years a Slave. And finally, Wendy Malik. Actually, not finally, second to last. Wendy Malik plays Monty's mom. And she's oh, in yeah. so much stuff. She's in a lot of stuff. A lot yes. of it's from the 90s and 2000s, Just Shoot Me, Dream On. But also, she just recently voiced BoJack Horseman's mom in the show BoJack Horseman, which I freaking am obsessed with BoJack Horseman. Finally, Skylar Stone was kind of like an up-and-coming comedian. He plays Cook Number One. That's also his title, <laughs> Cook Number One. But it, I think Skylar even got like a show at one point, but didn't ever like, come to super fruition, so... Those are the deep deep cuts for waiting. So deep cuts for chef, and I think we know where this is going. Uh, Dustin Hoffman as Riva, who is the restaurant owner. It's Dustin Hoffman, Rain Man, The Graduate, Tootsie, Midnight Cowboy, Outbreak. Uh, you could just keep listing. I was going to say these next three. These three, the first three, you only have to say like what movies they're from. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Marvin. So as like and as first is that her? i think it's her first husband maybe yeah. her second husband i can't remember it's robert daddy jr amy sedaris as jen you remember her from strangers with candy elf and she has also voiced a character in bojack horseman mm-hmm. uh aaron franklin as himself he's the pitmaster of franklin barbecue in austin texas gary clark jr as himself who is a very famous blues guitarist i think he's recently won some emmys and roy Choi as himself who is kind of he's a he's a chef he started a food truck people credit him with starting like the food truck craze in la and he's actually one of the people that helped train john favreau for the film doesn't he do the the isn't there a netflix show also called yes chef yes. on there yes there is and favreau's in that too because he liked it so much that they, they started a netflix show on this so, so i don't want to understate how amazing i think wendy malik is in particular of these uh deep cut characters but i mean chef wins chef no, no, argu- with, no, no argument you couldn't you could list you could stop after dustin hoffman and it would still right. win yeah but you know you you add everybody else in there and it's yeah <clears throat> all right so on to favorite scenes and so just real quick with waiting i think the beginning of the movie just the just them explaining how the game works the penis game works <laughs> Yes. Having we watched that, it's so ridiculous. 
and how excited Luis Guzman is to tell this, to tell it, to talk about it. And he's yep. just so passionate. He's like, listen, we're always looking for creative other options. So whenever you whenever you have some downtime, just, you know, play with your dick. See what you come just up with. See what you come up with. So silly, and but but pretty pretty rewatchable. Calvin, the next scene, Calvin talking about his urination problem with uh, Bishop. Bishop, yes. Just yep. that whole thing. And the, fun, the, the funny part about that scene is he takes a second during this serious conversation to... to show, him, uh, show him the bat wing. To show to get Louis Guzman the bat wing, and he sits back down. And he goes, "Sorry, we're, we're continue. <laughs> Please continue. I don't hear any pee." Uh, <laughs> all right, Dean telling off the rednecks as a former server—that is just something you you want to do, you dream about doing. When you get shorted like that, you get a dollar ninety-two or whatever it was on, on a like sixty-dollar tab. Like, yeah, that's 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 bogus. Screw you, dude! Don't even leave any money. Like, that's not even. That's that's more of an insult than leaving zero. Yeah, I agree. the The whole montage explanation of why the shenanigans is so great, and and rewatching this, I just forgot it's it's going. So you've got the instructional video happening, and as they're doing that, they're showing basically the complete contradiction of what's really happening in the restaurant. Oh, our desserts are made by gourmet chefs, and they like plop like the frozen. Like it's a frozen box or, of, of, of or, and the company's name is Gourmet Chefs. And, uh, yeah, it's Gourmet Chefs. Yep. And it's, uh, and it's our our entrees are cooked, you know, to perfection. It's being pulled out of the microwave. Right, right. <laughs> and there's a there's a few other ones. It's pretty great. That was um, awesome. That scene got me. Why the girls don't play the game, I thought wow. was uh was just really uh, kind of like that whole that whole scene where it was like them tallying up at the end of the night and like yeah. You know, Monty's saying he made a bill. And it's like, how do you make $100 every single time? And then, yeah. you know, they talk about, like, that kind of whole thing. It's just. And then, I th- I mean, disturbing. what I think. It's it, disturbing at the end. But, it is very yeah. disturbing. What I think is the best scene, though, is, in my opinion, is this is my vote. Where Mitch tells everyone off. <laughs> and he just highlights, and you, you are the worst, right, Danko? You, what, did I, what did I do to you, man? You are the biggest piece of shit that was here. And I hope you burn it out. <laughs> yeah. So that that's my vote for favorite scene. Which one's yours? Oh, man, I'd probably have to go the the explanation of the game. I think yeah. just I think you 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 said it best with just how passionate he is and how he takes the time to like really explain everything. And even he's like, take time to appreciate what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It looks like brains. It looks like a bat wing. Like. Yeah. So just, just that he he really took the time and he's kind of like the the keeper of the game and all the new people go to him and he takes pride in explaining it to all the new all the new blood that comes to the restaurant. That's yep. my favorite. Good good vote. All right, chef. Chef. So we have the the a couple of our favorite scenes. The first confrontation with Reva with with Dustin Hoffman. So where they have the the food critic come in and Carl Cast John Favreau wants to do a brand new menu and Dustin Hoffman says, What are you doing? Like, you don't want to do that. If you go see like there was a you go see the Stones and they don't play satisfaction, what are you gonna do? You're gonna be happy? No, you're gonna fucking riot. <laughs> like you gotta yeah. play your hits. And then it it's that butt between the chef and the owner of butting heads of this is my kitchen. Yeah, well, this is my restaurant. Do well, you I need th- to do what I tell you to do. And I think that what I the reason why I like that scene so much is that no one's wrong in this situation. No. Like like the chef should want to Favreau should want to make something new and, and, and inventive because that's what his and thing exciting. is exciting shtick. But at the same time, from a business perspective, if people are coming in and they want the steak, they want the lava cake, whatever it is, you gotta make that, man. You're a business. Like you can't get super creative with things if you don't have any customers. Well, especially when he was talking about like the last time you got creative, no one ate it. The sweetbreads, right. like he kept referencing the sweetbreads, whatever, whatever he did with those, it's like no one wanted them, so right. he let them go out on a limb once, and it didn't work. No sweetbreads, no sweetbreads. Right. <laughs> um, sending his, getting on Twitter and like sending his first tweet, and then getting into a Twitter battle. I just thought it was just funny because it's 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 kind of a microcosm of life today of social media and how things can spin wildly out of control in the blink of an eye, especially with someone who doesn't know what they're doing. 
Yeah, and this when movie, he tried, he he meant to send the message directly to him and just put it out in the universe, and then it just blew up. And this movie didn't come out that long ago, which is crazy. Like when you watch it, I'm thinking, oh, this is 2010, 2005. It's 2014. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Casper's meltdown at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they, you know, so he 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 essentially quits. And then they make the same food for him again when he comes back. And, you know, of course, uh, Oliver Platt's character is just laughing. Like, is this is this for real? Is this really happening? Are they really serving me the same thing? And then he comes in and just totally rips him apart. And, of course, that goes viral, too, because everybody has their phone out and watching it. And just, it's molten! <laughs> yeah, he's gra- he grabs the one in front of him and he also grabs another customer. He grabs, yeah, grabs a customer and the next, it's molten! You <laughs> asshole! Yeah. Just hilarious. Um, meeting Marvin and getting the food truck. So just that that brief encounter, and that's the only scene that Robert Downey Jr. is in, is just, well, Robert Downey Jr. just kind of steals the whole scene because, well, he has the tendency to do that. But Well, he's just, just so eccentric, and he's wearing booties, and he's telling this random story about how he's he just knocked up his, his receptionist. Or, or, yeah, his receptionist said that she's knocked up, but he was like, but I had my tubes time in 08, so I know she's lying, but she's a really good receptionist, so what do I do? You know, maybe I'll just keep the kid and raise him as my own, you know, and be a, that'll be a good thing for me to do. Yeah, he's ha- he's having this, like, serious moment in his life, and he's, and Favreau's just like, I, what what's happening here? Like, can I just get, can I just get the I just, just, just don't make me beg for it. He's like, eh. So, yeah, that was just, that was funny. Yeah. Um. The, when the first meal on the food truck. So when they, when Martin shows up and they, you know, get everything set up and then and they start cooking and just, it's kind of like that, the, the beginning of the dream. So it's not, you know, again, this is a little more serious of a film. So it's, you know, there's not like wild, you know, kind of outlandish scenes like in waiting, but it's just kind of like, it's the beginning of kind of him remaking himself of realizing that he, he can do this and that he's, you know, he says he still has something to say from from a food perspective. So I really like that one. The pictures with the cop when they're selling stuff on Miami Beach. Yeah. Just ridiculous. And, he's, and, he's, and then he's like, the, I don't know if you caught this, but the part where they're taking a picture and he's got like handcuffs, he's handcuffing him. Oh, no, at the very yeah, I think that was was that one of the end scenes, like yeah. in the end credits. Yeah. So I like that one. Uh, the cornstarch on your balls. I didn't realize that, that was a thing. Yeah, well, that until was gonna. I, so until I saw this, I was gonna I ask that question later on. Is that a real thing? But I guess, I, I guess it is. I, I, I don't. I mean, so in in doing some of the research for the film, they like uh, Roy Choi, who helped kind of mentor Favreau, like really wanted it to be authentic as possible, like the film, mm-hmm. as far as like the the interaction between the kitchen staff and like everything that happens in the kitchen. Like he wanted it to be authentic of like a real glimpse into what a kitchen actually, how it actually runs and how it actually works. So maybe that is a thing. I don't know. Well, I also think that it makes makes sense. What makes that scene so good though. It's not just the science behind it. It's also like the bonding moment of the father son. Like that, that's actually what. Right. And, and the kid like freaking out and and he's like, wait, you're putting corn touch on balls. Well, give me some. And then the kid's like, what, wait, what, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, yeah, the, the final scene, the redemption scene with the critic of like, you know, I don't, you know, I can't write about this because I want to back you. Like I bought a restaurant. I want you to cook whatever you want, do whatever you want. And then, you know, him and Inez getting remarried because you you saw that kind of happening throughout the film too of, of them starting to kind of realize that they still had a thing for each other. And it was, the feelings were still there and they were obviously mutual and a happy ending for everybody because it's the new restaurant and it's them getting remarried and, you know, happily ever after all as well. Yep. What's your favorite scene? I don't know. I'll have to say Casper's meltdown. That's just because one. it's so ridiculous. I mean, and it's, and it's, 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 it feels real because that's kind of what happens when you have like some kind of meltdown like that. It's you pick like one thing and you just focus on that. Right. It's molten. It's molten. It's and then you explain it. It's molten, and you grab someone. Else. It's molten. Yeah, like it's just he's, in, it, he's inconsolable. He's in a complete blind rage. He's point. in a blind rage, and he picked the molten because it was the last thing that he 
because he, he tweeted about it where he was like the, the undercooked he was like it's not undercooked and he explained how they do it and just yeah it was it was kind of it was over the top i i really like i like the whole the whole scene from when he gets the truck all the way through fixing it up i like that it's that not necessarily a scene. yeah well it's not it's not it's just that whole the whole section of the film where they're basically he gets the he gets the truck they're having to go get the materials for if they're cleaning the old thing I, I don't know i think that was just kind of a it was it was it's very symbolic um there's a lot a lot of metaphors going on there for like mm-hmm. what he's doing to the truck is also what he's trying to do with his life yep and i i, I like that part all right so on to music all right there's not a lot of music not in not these, much though. music in either of these <laughs> i mean there's songs that you recognize but not by who so at the end of waiting, you get to watch Nick and T Dog's PH Fat Rap, which is so terrible. <laughs> Can't fight this feeling by Ario Speedwagon, and then here in your bedroom by Goldfinger. And then Chef again, songs that you recognize, but just not by people that I think the people that would you know them, but that would sing them. I like it like that by Pete Rodriguez. Oye Como Va, which is a Carlos Santana song, but performed by Perico Hernandez. Sexual Healing, which is Marvin Gaye, but it was a completely instrumentational version by the Hot 8 Brass Band. And then When My Train Pulls In, and that's when you know, Gary Clark Jr. is in the film because he's well, he's the blues guitarist that's playing it off when they're in Austin. So I, I, I'm picking Chef on this one, and there's a couple reasons. Number one, I think Waiting is much more, it's more dialogue-driven. And mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of moments of music happening, and then you see characters doing things, which they, you definitely see a lot more of that in Chef. But also, Chef does a really awesome job of telling a story through types of of music. So it's very, it's it's very Cuban. It, there's a lot of Spanish. There's a lot of like music that is basically like representing particular cultures. Well, and representing those areas. Yeah, like, with the, the blues in Austin and the the Hot Eight Brass Band. I think they're from New Orleans. Yeah, and that's that's playing when they're leaving New Orleans on their way to Texas. So yeah, and then all the you know obviously the Latin influence when they were in Miami, and then the you know her side of the family is from Cuba. Yep. So right. I agree with that. Chef takes it. Okay. Takes so it. most obscure facts. Here's a couple from waiting that we can just bounce back and forth. The Shenanigans restaurant was actually a converted Bennigan's restaurant. <laughs> that I, makes it easy. This I was going to say, and I, and I was like going to ask the question, what do you think Shenanigans is most based off of? But we already have the answer. So Yeah, I guess we do. Uh, Dane Cook improvised all his characters' dialogue and name, and he only had a total screen time of about three minutes. So he could, I guess. Right. But it seems like he's in the movie more. But you It know. really is. Paris Hilton and Molly Sims were both offered the role of Danielle and refused at the last minute. Jordan Ladd was hired. I'm glad neither of them got it. Uh, me too. Yeah. Manager Dan's full name, according to the diploma on the wall in his office, is Daniel Christopher Pratt. Actress Anna Ferris later later married Chris Pratt, and they have one child together. Mm, a foreshadowing. That's not a really, that's not even a thing. <laughs> Super coincidence. Uh, Alana Ubach, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, bitching that. I'm sorry, I'm probably butchering that name. Met Skylar so- Stone on set, and they started dating while still filming. Hmm. Uh, one of the producers, Jeff Ballas, makes a cameo as a diner at Shenanigans. All right, and now on to Chef. Chef. So, and we kind of, I think I kind of foreshadowed a little bit this, a little bit of this, but John Favreau did his own cooking by training with food chef. Food truck chef Roy Choi. Choi sent Favreau a week to a week of intensive French culinary schooling where Favreau sharpened his knife skills and learned how to make sauces. I brought him into the kitchen and he just kind of fit in, Choi recalls. I threw him a couple of tests, like a case of chives, a case of onions, or peel two cases of avocados just to see where his mind and his situation, his abilities were, and how interested he was in things. He just attacked them. He really became part of it, end quote. Eventually, five years after the film, Favreau and Choi teamed up on The Chef's Show on 2019, which is a cooking documentary show on Netflix. Platt's brother is actually a food critic in New York City. 
So he knows about that industry. He's he's familiar with that industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the barbecue place in the movie is Franklin's Barbecue in Austin, Texas, which regularly sells out by noon and has long lines of customers waiting to get in. Hmm. So you see at the end of the film, you see the El Jefe truck uh, at a nighttime food truck event in L.A. And this is actually a real thing in Venice called First Fridays. And you can see, you can believe it or not, you can actually also see we talk about Chef Roy. You can see Chef Roy's choice Koji truck um, there in the in the scene, which is one of like basically people argue like this is what the food truck that started like the, the gourmet cr- food truck craze the craze. I love food trucks. It's one thing I miss. <laughs> Pandemic. This yeah. is the first non Iron Man collaboration between writer and director John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. Hmm. When Carl and Percy go to the movies, they are actually watching Iron Man. And that's, <laughs> you know, again, Favreau directed that, which is kind of funny. I thought that was interesting. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, kind of callbacks to that. Even, I mean, I think of how many people that were in Marvel, like ScarJo, Marvel, Bobby Cannavale, Marvel, RDJ, Marvel, John Favreau, Marvel. So a lot of a lot of MCU alums in this film. Yeah, there are. Well, I mean, heck, after you've made twenty something of them, eventually everyone's going to be an MC, MCU. Uh, that's also a, that's a good point. You're going to you know, throw a rock and hit three. Yeah. Favorite quotes. All right. So I don't think we've actually. This is maybe the first podcast where one of these comparisons where we haven't said a lot of these quotes while talking about the rest of the of the films. So if we wanted to save them waiting this is one i love the most this is this, this is this top. is i'll say it right now this is my favorite one this is my favorite quote. this is my favorite quote too it's it's when um what's her name uh why am naomi I naomi is talking to bishop and she's losing her mind and he says she's he says like i'll be happy to help you counsel or help counsel you and she says you do that for me or alcoholism or depression yeah depression or whatever yeah you do that for me thank you i appreciate that but I right. think I'd rather you just wash the fucking dishes and shut the fuck up, fucking psycho babble bullshit asshole. <laughs> oh, that I'm sorry. It gets, so amazing. It gets oh. She does such the, a good job with it. She so does a really like, and the delivery is perfect. Yeah, she's super she's, angry. She's she's very believably to be. It's very believable that she is fucking pissed. <laughs> she is really pissed, and then she does a great job of hiding it once she gets in front of customers. Mm, it does sound good. Mm. Mm, mm. <laughs> you want to do the next one? You want me to do it? Okay. All right. So this, so. I can do the next one. Yeah. So this one is um, where the redneck comes in for his for their anniversary dinner, and he says, "I'll have a shot of whiskey and a double shot of whiskey, and she'll have a water." Oh hell! It's our anniversary. Why don't you bring her a Pepsi? <laughs> Oh, definitely redneck. And then later on, he says, why don't you give me some ketchup? Nothing sets off the flavor of a steak like some ketchup. <laughs> Although, uh, Pat Mahomes loves ketchup on everything. So he would he would argue that that does set the steak. I love ketchup on everything, too. But that's 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 that's, that's, that's crossing the line yeah, yeah. and i guess I if agree. you only had steaks from like shenanigans or like at applebee's places then perhaps that's the case right because a good steak you don't put anything on it you just right. eat it so, so this this is yep. one all right so this is this is after they the quote is you know we should probably feel guilty but she broke the cardinal rule don't fuck with people that handle your handle your food which is very important for everyone to learn Yes. And then they do fuck with her food. <laughs> this is actually before this happens before that quote. And uh all of the chefs are adding something spicy quotes to the uh to the dish that's being messed with. But then what's his name? Stone tries to tries to like snot in her, like, oh guacamole. And then Luis Guzman so seriously goes, You can't be mixing Mexican with continental. Come on, man. I taught you better than that. <laughs> like he's so mad. That he would add something that is not themed, and then he it's, and then he did he did. How about some garlic salt? Yeah. <laughs> uh, gross. And this this one I really like this one too because it's kind of subtle, 
and it's it's during the dinner rush and everybody you know it's kind of a montage of everybody running around and checking their tables and it's just this little clip of dan the manager saying ma'am i i don't doubt the steak was overcooked but did you have to eat it all before you complained about it <laughs> no and that 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 made me i'm glad you wrote that one down because that made me think of my dad has told stories told, tell stories all the time people complain about their food and the and dish is gone. completely empty Yep. He had a customer one time that not only was the dish completely gone, but also was the garnish. You're not even supposed to eat the garnish. And that was completely gone, too. And he's like, I mean, if you even left the garnish there, I could maybe do something. But it's completely spotless. People are <laughs> customers are ridiculous. Well, anyway, just trying to get some free shit, man. That's what they want. The And so later on, the uh, the guy comes in late or right as they're closing. And, and, yep. and old Guzman. Oh man, look what I did. It keeps dropping some of the ground. I'm all thumbs today. I say that a lot. <laughs> uh, and this one is, well, actually, after one of the scenes that we were talking about, why girls don't play the game, and Naomi shows them why girls don't play the game. And Calvin, the guy with the, the public urination problem, says, It's official. My penis is just for show now. Well, and Ryan Rounds goes, It's so angry. It's so angry. <laughs> uh, this is kind of one with Dane Cook, and it's so ridiculous. I just like Dane Cook, and, I, and I'm sure people hate on me for that, but I think he's kind of funny. The the part when they're first introducing Mitch to the kitchen, he goes, oh, this is the cooks, and he just goes, welcome to Thunderdome, yeah, bitch. Goes, <laughs> yeah, Luis was like, Floyd. Floyd! <laughs> and then later on, same with Dane Cook. He uh he drops the steak on the ground. They're like, and get it like, up in five seconds. Like, oh, I was like, get it, get it, yeah. And then he picks up and goes, damn, man, that was close. We almost had to switch to the 10 second rule. rule. <laughs> All right. So, so bad. Good so, quotes from Wade. Good quotes. Chef, not as quotable of a movie, for, especially from a, like, when you think of quotes, you think of like, you almost think of like comedy because it's stuff that you would, you know, do in real life. Because, you, you know, you and me could speak in movie quotes if we needed to, and it's all just, quotes from random comedies throughout the years and it's just you know going back and forth on them so chef not exactly like that but there are a couple deeper quotes so this was one that this is actually one of the funny ones is after they um you know they put the corn starch on their balls and you know as percy does it his kid his son does it he says, it feels good right and he was like you know, what's good is in the morning you can dip your nuts in oil and make hush puppies <laughs> well the next one well, this, I mean, this is just, they're, 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 again, they're, they're talking to the kid. You're not 10, you're kitchen staff. Kitchen staff doesn't have an age. And that's when they're giving him a, they were trying drink. to give him a beer. Well, they were giving him a beer, him a beer after their first thing. And of course he says, yeah, you can have a beer. And he takes it and he hates it. And he's like, yeah, remember that when your friends try to give you beer. <laughs> um, you know, one of the, one of the, you know, the deep quotes of, and this is, Actually, it's kind of it's before that uh, the kitchen staff one that we were talking about when they were first doing first making their first Cubanos, the first Cuban sandwiches on the truck. And there was a burnt one. And he said, oh, we'll give it to him. The, the kid says, well, are not paying for it. He gets him off the truck and he's like, I may, not, I, I may not do everything great in my life, but I'm good at this. And he kind of goes on to say, like, I want to I want to share this with you. And like we have to do like almost like teaching him like. Like you got to put your heart and soul into this, and and then he asked him, "Should we have served that, served that sandwich?" He said, "No, we shouldn't have." It's like, all right, get back to work. So no it's just kind of showing him the ropes of like, look, you want to you want to say something with this, and this is I put everything into this, and I love this. So, well, take you gotta pr- love it too. Take, pr- take pride in what you're doing too. Take pride in what you're doing. Yep. The next one I put on here I thought was good because it's it's just it's just again the kitchen staff and after the kitchen closes after restaurants close they just go out together no matter what time of the night it is and they're all yeah, at they, the bar they find the open bar and go yeah and it's Leguizamo it's Bobby Cannavale and it's Favreau and and Leguizamo goes I love you guys let's have a three three way right here <laughs> it's gotta be so and then at the very end um. When Oliver Platt says, "I want to, I want to back you," and then you know, there's they're talking, and then John Leguizamo says, "Hey, that was a whole lot of talking," and um, you know, you not punching him. What's going? What the asshole want? And he said, "That asshole might be our partner." Yeah, I like that. I love you guys. Let's have a three-way right here. Quote. That's my favorite. I just I like the um the you're not ten, your kitchen staff. I just like that like more than that quote. Just that entire exchange. Yeah, I think that's that is pretty. 
again, didn't work in a kitchen, didn't work in a restaurant, but I think that's kind of the camaraderie that especially a kitchen staff has knowing since I've known some chefs throughout the years. Yep. Scene stealer. So for waiting here, here are the nominees, Ryan Reynolds. I just looked it up. It's shy McBride. Shy. Okay. And Alana Ubach. What, who do you got? I, I, I go Alana Ubach. Yeah, she's pretty great. No, I'm actually going to say shy because when he's talking, I am like super into what he's saying. I, I, I want him to teach me lessons. You're listening when he's talking for sure. Yeah. Or what about chef? So for chef, I only, I only put down a couple. So I put down RDJ and I put down John Leguizamo because I really like him in this. My vote would be Leguizamo, honestly, because he's in so many scenes and every time he's in it, he's like the focal point, in my opinion. I'm like, listen, I'm paying attention to what he's doing the whole time. RDJ steals that one scene with Fabro. He, he absolutely does, yeah. But I'm saying Leguizamo. I say Leguizamo. All right. It is decided. It is decided. Lessons learned. So for waiting, first of all, I mean, obviously, don't mess with someone's food. Like that, I think that goes without saying. True. All right, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Don't mess with someone who serves you food. That was that's actually the lesson. Right. Be be nice. Like, and they, and they talk about it in the film. It's like I can't understand how someone could be a complete bitch to a total stranger. Right. Like when I, she's just complaining to the waitress about like how hard is it to take a food order? It's like that's totally true. Like, yeah. be nice. Be respectful. Right. Exactly. Anyone in service. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that's goes well outside just the restaurant industry. Anybody. Don't take someone's shift if you expect something back. That That's something that's a really important lesson if you work in the restaurant industry. Like, if you're going to cover for somebody, they're probably not going to do it back for you and reciprocate it. Most people are dicks. So do it if you want to get that extra money. Don't do it if you're like, oh, he'll cover me next Friday. Mm, probably won't happen. No. Or, you know, make that agreement up front say okay if you do this can you do this right, right. and then you agree and then it's all and then it's all good yeah well maybe uh and so maybe. the other thing is and this is what's funny the front of the house does not get along with the back of the house during the work day and that is that is a thing in restaurants the serving staff and the kitchen they do not work. They, they argue a lot. Are they the Hatfields and the McCoys during business hours? Yeah. But then afterwards, though, everything's gravy. We, we can forget about that and let's go out together. That's okay. It's interesting. You learn something yeah. new every day. Yep. So for chef, uh, starting over is sometimes the best thing. And it, yep. you know, it works out in the end. Uh, you know, cook what you want as a metaphor. <laughs> yeah it's a it's a metaphor be it's your, a metaphor be your own self be true to yourself yeah do what you want find something that makes you happy and go do that whether it's cooking or anything and company is more important than just like fun things yeah and i so i i kind of when the kid's talking about he's you know favreau keeps taking him to all these theme parks and whatever and he's like you know the movies most yeah yep. He's like, I enjoy just sitting here and ta- watching you cook and he- hearing you talk about food. And that's, I think that's an important lesson that. Or like him, like talking, they're talking about Twitter and like him helping them out with that. It's like, I like doing this kind of stuff with like interactive things with you yeah. as opposed to just sitting somewhere and just you know, watching a movie for two hours and not talking. The shiny things is not, are not always going to make you happy. It's the experience. And, being and people- finally, cornstarch helps with chafing. <laughs> right. So if you're ever in a bind, there you, and go. you don't, and you don't have baby powder, right? Cornstarch or gold bond, any gold bond, or gold bond or gold bond. Yeah. Inner thoughts. So here are some things that we had we were thinking about as we were going through these films. And this isn't even a question for waiting. I believe this is the most accurate portrayal of a restaurant environment ever. Yeah. Now that's that's that's, that's hilarious and scary all at the same time. Now listen, it's not every restaurant. <laughs> like if you're if you're in the restaurant that's in Chef. That's not happening. That's much more highbrow. That's much more fine dining. Right. Not, yeah, to, not, mention, not yeah, to mention no, the you. entire kitchen can be seen because it's through a glass window. So it's a little harder to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But man, if you're going fast food, you're going to like a chain restaurant. I mean, just saying, just be, be nice to people. How many Naomi's have you worked with? 
None. Really? That like is like a total like normal person to regular customer or acts normal to, re- to customer? Oh, no. I thought you meant like people with the Naomi name. Oh, um, no, no, no. I, like, mean, I don't know any Naomi's. Oh, how many Naomi's? I mean, you don't have to actually think of a number, but like, I, mean, I, feel, a like, lot. A I lot. feel like I've worked with a lot that in front of customers, they are very friendly. And then as soon as you get in, they're like, oh, that fucking per- I want to fucking stab them. And they're just like, they've lost their mind. They're so crazy. Honestly, I've been like that on certain occasions. Yeah, I can do depends, I can that. Depends. I could do that too. Yeah. I mean, not not all the time, but yeah, sometimes. Or it's, oh, God, I can't stand that person. What would be your ideal restaurant job and why? Bartender. I always yeah. wanted to be a bartender. It's fun. That's mine. I, having done all of the things, managed, bartend, cook. The other, so bartending is a lot of fun, but here's, I'm going to throw one more at you. Dishwasher. And I, and I got to tell you right now, some of my most relaxing nights, zen moments have been when I was manager slash dishwasher and I'd go in the back and there was nothing, no one's complaining about things and everything was running smoothly. And I just throw some headphones in and wash those dishes. And oh man, talk about just relaxing. And I guess that's point. Cause I mean, again, you know, dishwasher, like it's pretty simple very cathartic but it's also well it's simple but it also it's like putting together puzzle pieces to get everything to get <laughs> i'm thinking more into this than it probably is but i i'm just saying it's it's a lot of fun last question for waiting when is the latest you would go to a restaurant and order food as it relates to like when the kitchen closes so the kitchen closes at 10 if you're driving around looking for a restaurant what's the latest time like how close to 10 would you go sit down and eat I would probably go within an hour. Like if it was, if it was nine. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go any later than that. I think I'm 30 minutes out. I think if we could put the order in by nine 30, I would not feel bad about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if I'm, you you think like if I got there at nine, then yeah. So the order's in probably, you know, maybe 10 minutes after that, depending on, you know, how busy they are or whatever, then yeah. But you don't want to push your luck too much. No, it's just a dick move. Yeah. I know, open to, I know that they're open till 10, but come on. Like, don't put a food order in. This is for everyone listening. Do not put a food order in at 9.55. That's a dude. Do, yeah, don't do it. And again, you know, I haven't worked in one, but, you know, my wife was a waitress. You've worked in the industry. Like, we have, I have plenty of friends that have, so I've, I've learned through them that, like, there's some things that you don't do. And that's it's, one of the things you don't do. It's different than like ordering a drink because they can just pour that drink and then wash that dish. But if you have to make a steak or drop, they've already cleaned the fryer. They've already cleaned the flat top. They've already put away all the, all the, all the lettuce and all the, you know, all that kind of stuff. And right. I got to break it all down again or open it back up. Anyway, just don't do it. People out there do not. Don't do it. Do it. Be nice. Be all courteous. Right. Be courteous. Chef questions. How long do you think it would take? Well, kind of a double question, like developing those, like at the very beginning, like developing those knife skills. And do you think that was really him? Like when he was just yeah, like that knife was going so just plowing through. I don't even know what that was, but vegetable or something like that. But he was, they were all perfectly thin and like same size and everything. How long do you think it would take to be that good? I don't know, man. People who are chefs and like are that good at it. That is like a, I mean, you have spent, your career learning those skills and it's an art that's what i'm saying that's crazy i don't know that's why i don't think it was him no offense john Favreau, if you ever listen to this and (laughs) you can prove me wrong but like again like i I would think that it would take years to develop knife skills like that and that's why i don't think those were his hands that's fair on some of the other stuff yes but on that particular one where they was blazing through it i just Maybe it was him. I don't know. Maybe he's just really good. If so, very impressive. I mean, Tom Cruise did learn how to rappel and rock climb for, for Mission Impossible too. So I guess it is possible to like learn those things. But. No, it's possible. Like for um in you know, it's an old old Paul Newman movie, The Hustler, with Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason actually became like a semi pro pool player because he would he just it was something that he just took to and he was that good. Whereas Paul Newman could barely hold a cue. Yeah. But all this, all this, all the scenes of Paul Newman doing it, it's someone else's hands. But like, if it was Gleason, he was making all those shots because he was that good. Yeah. So it can happen. 
I this is also not a question. This is another statement. I think you should be able to review the reviewer. Yeah. Now I'm not <laughs> saying everyone should be able to review the reviewer, but if you're going to go review a restaurant, the restaurant owner, whoever has claimed the restaurant, should be able to, in kind, reply and then review the reviewer based on. I mean, I just think it's it needs to be in context. I I just don't like sites like Yelp. And when whatever people can just go review things and have no consequences for the things they do and say, and also right. have no reason to like, I mean, you go in there and you're like, Oh man, it was so, it took me an hour to get food. You could lie took, your ass off. You can make anything up and put it on there. Right. Or you can have a, you can be disgruntled against somebody or whatever it is. Like people are just malicious and they're just dicks and they don't know what they're talking about. And it should be like an Uber system. Uber you, yep. you know, as a writer, you get reviewed by the people that are driving you. Because if yeah. you have a shitty rating, they're not going to pick you up. And people are going to see that, like, oh, that restaurant keeps giving all these bad reviewers bad reviews as well. Well, maybe they just suck. But, like, every once in a while, the restaurant's like, you know, that, that's our bad. Yeah, we screwed up there. But you, my friend, you are a dick. And your review is completely ridiculous. And, by the way, you wrote that because we fired you six months ago for not showing up to a shift. Right? Well, and that's that's the other shitty thing is that, like, yeah, you can throw all that stuff. But, all like, fa- you know, facts of, like... Well, this is why they did this, but nobody's ever going to see it because they're going to see the one thing and be like, "Oh, that place sucks," and then move on. Yep. I don't. I don't. I don't. Not a big. Uh, not a big fan of the Yelps and, and the people who do it as well. I think who has the t- who has the time? I certainly I mean, don't. Well, that's the thing is, it's always people who are are mad or or just assholes or they didn't get the free meal they wanted. It's never. It's very rarely. It's the people who had good experiences, and it's because like if you have a good experience, you know what you do. To show your appreciation, you tell people about it, and you go back, and you go back. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's word of mouth, and you go back. It's like, oh, go, oh, I had asks. a great cheeseburger. I better write a review right now. No, you say, oh, that was good. I'm gonna have a cheeseburger here again in three days. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I, that's I, I don't like him. I don't like him. Anyway, anyways, when did you get Twitter? <sighs> Whenever Jordan got Twitter. <laughs> when was that? <laughs> I have no idea. It was, I, I couldn't tell you. I think she was either, she was probably in high school. I was an early so, adapter. I, so it was 20, you know, 14, 2015, whatever. Cause it was probably one of those conditions of like, I mean, the same thing with Instagram. I didn't get Instagram until she got it just because that was one of the conditions of her getting it is that we're on it and, you know, she allows us to follow her. So right that Old, so it doesn't been, matter. But I've always been super hip to these things. Um, I know you. You are you are on the cutting edge when it comes to social media <laughs> well, applications. It also helps that I am, you know, as a teacher, I know what's coming down the pipeline before all the rest of you old farts do. So I can get on, you know, and know what it is. Try and become, you know, well versed. I had that insight, and then, well, you know, I lost it because <laughs> right. she's not in high school anymore. Yeah. <laughs> And one, one, one last thought, and then we can you can ask some questions. First of all, I, well, not first of all, but when 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 what's his name Percy gets told that um, when when Favreau is trying to explain the whole divorce thing, and the kids like I don't understand. That kid's too old not to understand divorce. Totally, like he gets it. Come on, you've got to get it. You're just being stubborn. Like I get hey, there's a difference between not understanding and not wanting something to happen. Right. Yeah, like nobody he, wants. Like he acts like he doesn't understand the concept. Like, what, oh, what's okay. divorce mean? Like, really? Where have you been? Means, living, means we don't. You know, your mom's your mom's been divorced twice now, so you should right. probably figure it out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways, what does Robert Downey Jr. do? I mean, he's only in it for a little bit, but like, that's just one of the questions. Actually, both him and Sofia Vergara. Like, what do they do for a living? Like, all. Yeah, we know that she got a bunch of money into the divorce and like she's getting chauffeured around in a Mercedes and has a business in Miami for what? I wonder what she does. I have no idea. And you go to his place and he's got this receptionist. It looks like an art gallery. And then they're walking around in those, like in those little booties. And then at the back, there's all these people doing construction work. They just bring around a food truck. Like what is happening? <laughs> what, is, right. what is this thing? Like, what is this? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what it is. So I asked the question, do you think Twitter paid for product placement? Because it is like, I mean, that's like the, the de- that's the definition of product placement. But you found out the answer. And they did not. So according to John Favreau, Twitter paid nothing for product placement or advertising. 
And in a Hollywood Reporter article, Fabra reported that the company, Twitter, requested that only some tweaks be made to the look of the animated logo before signing off on its product usage. Nice. Great example of product placement, but they have to pay anything. That's the best kind of product placement. That, that is the best kind of advertising. Free. All right. So, it, all right. So the cops take in all these pictures with, you know, with Favreau, the celebrity. What would you do with a celebrity if they were like, hey, listen, let's do a photo shoot? What, what are some things you would do with a celebrity? This is a it, hard question. It probably depends on the celebrity. That's fair. And, and by that, I mean, like, so if it's like, if it's like Sylvester Stallone, like you're going to want one of like pretending you're pretending to box him for Rocky. Oh, see, so you know, I, I'm, go, I'm going, I'm going arm wrestling. with Rocky. Oh, well, over the top. So, so there you go. So that also a good one. But like, it would be something like that. Okay. Where it would depend on who the celebrity is to say what I would do, like what kind of pose you would have with them. Yeah. Okay. When, right, it, comes I, to, when it comes to certain people and with other people, I, I like, if it's just like some, some celebrity that doesn't have like a well-known like role, like a, like a, like, like a boxer or a baseball player or a hockey player or a golfer or whatever, then it's, I don't, I have no idea. I think it's I Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm making him pick me up. I was going to say like fireman's carry or maybe yeah. like piggyback ride. Yep. Um, I think that would be fun. <laughs> yeah I, I think i think that it would yeah i like i love that i like that idea a lot that that response depending on who it is something themed otherwise something that's super ridiculous i think right. he would be to be some do something that's super ridiculous so you wouldn't expect that celebrity to do right and if it was probably any female it's probably just like a probably like a dip or how about like a we're not worthy wayne's wayne's world oh, that'd be perfect where you're just <laughs> You're but bowing the, to Mike then, Myers and Dana Carvey, but then they but they'd have to put their hand out like uh, what, what's his name Alice Alice Cooper, does. Alice Cooper. <laughs> like to to kiss it like oh, get out of here yeah right. so it would it would yeah it would depend is a good answer hopefully one day one day we can make that happen with somebody overall winner I think that if you're talking about quality film just 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 as far as like production as far as writing as far as i mean chef's got to win this definitely critically more acclaimed Mm -hmm. but if you want if you want a movie that's just dumb that you can just zone out to and especially if you have a work in the restaurant industry you got to give a call you need to watch this one yeah if you've worked in the industry and you have not seen this you need to see it yeah all right we did leave some out and we need to make a nod to them. This is only a few. There are freaking so many. I didn't. We, we just kept it short. There were a lot, yeah. So we got Burnt with Bradley Cooper, which is kind of like a version of Chef, mm-hmm. sort of. The concept of like working in a restaurant. Anyway, the complete opposite. Sausage Party. <laughs> animated. I almost did this one. Animated, which is by Seth Rogen. So didn't do that one, though. It was close. Yeah. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Obviously very, very centered around food. Candy. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which is based on the book series. I have not seen that. So, I mean, obviously the title I always thought, but I didn't actually realize it was the story was centered around food. I've read the book, but I haven't seen the movie. Ratatouille by Pixar. Which I have seen. You have seen this one. I have seen this one, yes. Good. Definitely about food. Definitely about food. And The Founder with michael keaton which is basically about not about how mcdonald's was formed but how mcdonald's was franchised slash turned into the assembly line chain that it is giant that it is today yeah yep uh we could have done a lot of other things like documentaries like supersize me and food inc but then we get down a rabbit hole and there's too many so there's too many we didn't so many more. If you think of any, shoot us a message, and uh, we'll give them a nod out next time. So, yeah. All right, a little bit of nerd outreach. First of all, gotta do some thank yous. Do who some thank yous. Who are you thanking today? Well, I think I'm gonna, th- well, I'm gonna thank um, Pat and Orf, Pat Abricia and Jeff Orf for, and you, I guess as well, because you were there too for the good time that we had yesterday, bourbon hunting in Illinois. I'm I'm with you on that. That was a great day. We had a lot of fun, and yeah, we had a lot of fun. Uh, 
got some good stuff got some good stuff and uh yeah so thank you thanks friends thanks guys we'll do it again soon we'll do it again if you want to connect with us send us any show suggestions to nerds new cool podcast at gmail.com like or follow us on facebook and instagram at nerds new cool podcast or follow us on twitter at nerds new co2 next episode preview we're going a little we're going a little topical on this one because well we just we just had an election so we're going to debate on-screen presidents Yes, to be clear, on-screen presidents, we are not debating real-life presidents. But we're we are debate debating fake presidents. Fake presidents that are, are on, portrayed on-screen. We're talking the big screen and the little screen, TV movies, and uh, we'll TV see. shows, because we would have to talk about, like, Martin Sheen as the president. and yeah, We'll see. It yeah. should, should be a lot of fun. So, and, well, and a little bit different format for that one, so it'll be interesting. Well, look forward to that. Until then, see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.